In previous episodes, we've looked at various covenants through the dispensation of time. Today, we want to look at the new covenant. The pinnacle of all the covenants pointing to the new covenant. But first, let's recap all the previous covenants we've looked at. The various covenants we've looked at through the dispensation of time in the Old Testament. Okay, during the periods of I should say what we call the Old Testament, such as the Edenic Covenant. The Edenic Covenant, the covenant made before men's sin. Then the Adamic Covenant, after men's sin and fell. The Noahic Covenant, after the flood. Followed by the Abrahamic Covenant. The covenant of promise to Abraham that he would be the father of the chosen nation, Israel. The Mosaic Covenant made with the nation of Israel at Mount Sinai after the exodus from Egyptian bondage when Moses received the Ten Commandments and other laws from God. Then the Davidic Covenant where God reveals that Jesus Christ would come through descendants of David. Now I realize that some Bible scholars and teachers would also promote a few other covenants such as the Lamb Covenant, Healing Covenant, Blood Covenant, etc., so and so forth, which I have not covered. Of course, you can learn from these teachings as long as they are backed up by Scripture. Whatever it is, all these covenants are threads that are woven together or as streams that flow into what is the epitome of all covenants, the new covenant of grace, what I like to refer to as the covenant of the cross of Jesus Christ. The new covenant, the new covenant of grace, or what I prefer to call it, the covenant of the cross of Jesus Christ. The cross covenant. This covenant established by none other than the Son of God Himself. He is the very God and also very man at the same time when He was on earth. The book of Philippians chapter 2 starting in verse 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Verse 8, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. Verse 9, Wherefore God, also have highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Verse 10, that, every, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and have things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Verse 11, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Then if we can turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. The book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 24, we see that Jesus and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speak of better things than that of Abel. Oh, praise God. Through what Jesus did on the cross, the blood that was shed. This new covenant in Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of all the Old Testament covenants and all the preceding covenants are foreshadows and types of the final, supreme, and eternal 
covenant that is the covenant, the new covenant of grace. The Old Testament prophets have prophesied and Jesus fulfilled, has fulfilled each and every one of these prophecies. The body and the blood of Jesus that was crucified and shed on the cross is the only perfect sinless and spotless sacrifice for sin. Once and for all, forever and forever. The blessings, the benefits of the covenant are manifold. We'll touch on a few foundational truths. We are washed, sanctified, and justified in Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11 says, And such were some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. We are justified by faith, not by the works of the law. Galatians chapter 2, verse 16 says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even as we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. We are free from the law of sin and death. Romans chapter 8 verses 1 to 4 declares, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the faith, through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemns sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Through the new covenant, we walk in the newness of life, full of grace and freedom. Romans chapter 6, verse 4 to 11 Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more, death have no more dominion over him. For in him he died, he died unto sin once, but in him he lived, but in that he lives, he lives unto God. And in verse 11, likewise reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. As believers, we observe practices such as water baptism and the Lord's Supper. Some people call these sacraments. I don't really like 
wisdom, but I prefer to call them ordinances. We celebrate the new covenant through the Lord's Supper. We are not to partake in a ritualistic manner. But with faith and thanksgiving for all that He's done on the cross, that should be our attitude. Not in a ritualistic way, but by faith, with obedience, with full of thanksgiving and praise for all that's done on the cross. This covenant, the new covenant of grace, has promised us abundant and eternal life to anyone who believes and confesses Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The finished work of Christ on the cross is the cornerstone and foundation of our faith. We can boldly declare that Jesus saves, heals, delivers, baptizes in the Holy Spirit and is coming again. Praise God. Praise God for the new covenant. The new covenant of grace, or what I like to call it, the cross covenant. Praise God.